We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this third exciting episode of Union of the Unknowns. Um, as Keel explains in his excellent introduction, we're a group of friends who got together by our mutual um, liking of the Propaganda Report podcast with the excellent Monica Perez and Brad Binkley. And we um, get together on Discord to talk about liberty and fighting oppression and government overreach. Uh, and we decided that we would expand that into our own podcast. So this is our third episode. And um, Today, we've decided we're going to talk about fake stuff, basically, fake science, fake attacks by governments on their people, fake news, all sorts of fakery. So um, as I've, uh, I am the fake here of fakery, I thought I'd take, take it off with um, talking about fake science because I've always been uh, interested in science. I, I've uh, my wife and I are both scientists, really. I'm a mathematician, but I've worked in the field of science and engineering for many years. And I kind of like it. Uh, and um, uh, so I suppose I started to get concerned about the fakery when I, I looked into global warming uh, and the, the science of climate change, so-called science, I should say. Uh, we had all those climate gate emails leaked. Uh, and it was quite shocking to me. I was actually working in the field of mathematical modeling at the time. So I was very familiar with what was going on and I was quite appalled as to how shoddy the science was. Uh, and then uh, later in my life, um, my wife unfortunately got diagnosed with MS. That led us to look into medical science and nutritional science. And we found that that was a load of rubbish as well. <laughs> there was a lot of fakery and nonsense going on in there. One good example we were talking about on the Discord chat the other day was about how saturated fats have been sort of demonized as, as causing a lot of health problems, whereas in fact they're, you know, vital for your health. And you're much better eating good quality meat from, uh, on a vegan diet. Uh, and, uh, and then that sort of all got topped off recently with the COVID fiasco. And uh, again, quite appalling science there. And again, once, once my wife and I looked into it, we found that there was a, a lot of uh, real fakery going on in the whole field of virology uh, as, a, as a whole, which again was very shocking. So um, uh, I'll sort of throw it open to everyone uh, to talk about, um, uh, you know, what they think about the science that they, they see in the world at the moment. We should probably introduce the new faces as well. Oh, yeah, quite right. Yes, we've got <laughs> some new faces today. So, um, yes, thank you, Gil, for putting me on the right track after that wordy introduction. So uh, let's go around the group and we'll all say hello and introduce themselves. I, I, I am Terry, a.k.a. Terence, a uh, Brit living in the Canary Islands. So, uh, Keel, do you want to take us off next? Sure. I'm, I'm Keel. You can call me Keel Thor. I'm American. Libertarian living in Georgia. Ashley. Hey there, I'm Ashley, uh, or Think Change Repeat. And as Terry said, we all met as friends on the dis the Discord for the Propaganda Report, and um, we've decided to start the podcast. And today, talking about fakery, just to give a a, a brief update or introduction of when I really became aware of the fakery, although I was fairly anti-government before the corona event happened, once that happened and then I saw how absolutely blatant the lies were, then the, you know, the wool completely came off of my eyes and to the point where I now believe that almost everything that we've ever been told is a lie. <laughs> Quite right. Um, uh, Jackie, you want to say hello? Sure. Give me, can, okay. Hold on one second. Mm, I was hoping to wait till I got on video, but, uh, hold on. 
All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, um, my name is Jacqueline, ATL Connector, and I was the first out of all my friends uh, pre-Trump to not trust the government, think that they all work together, and was, uh, they would call me a conspiracy theorist, which we all know is a term that the CIA created. So um, I also have a couple of other podcasts, one around online dating called Swipe Right Rehab, and one I just started, and we'll be launching our first episode around the brand You Are Loved, because, you know, with all the craziness, you got to have a kindness and love out there, too. Quite right. I think we'll agree with that. Uh, and we have that, as uh, Kiel said, we have some uh, new new faces today and new voices in the unknown. So we have three new unknowns. Let's start with uh, Brucey. Hey, everybody. Um, first of all, it's my first time doing anything like this, so thanks for having me. And uh, same deal, I met all most of these people in the, the same, you know, from listening to the same propaganda report, and we've all been friends for a little while, hanging out on Discord. And uh, I think everything's fake. <laughs> <laughs> you're right not everything but you know uh, and next uh, next along we have uh michael wilson Mike. yes sir <clears throat> it's me my name's jay will i'm just a co-host of a little podcast i have my boy big perm on he came and he's the one that kind of let's just say hit me in the mouth and showed me with this no agenda and all these other podcasts and media deconstruction and through this whole COVID thing i've come to uh kind of come up with my own ideas and think that it's just lie after lie after lie on things they're telling us and makes me disbelieve and now I'm just kind of let's just say try to find my own way and I found myself with you guys and I'm excited to be here glad to have you nice have you uh, and then uh, finally the legend that is big perm he's got a very appropriate <laughs> background for uh, talk about fake news What's up, everybody? I'm Perm or Big Perm. Uh, I'm like triple vax and quadruple boosted. I believe it all. <laughs> so, you know, for real though, uh, I'd say I call it woke up in 2017, starting with cryptocurrencies, actually, and learning that the Fed's a bunch of bullshit. And then I just started going down the rabbit hole of everything else that is a bunch of bullshit. And I found, uh, the conspiracy farm with Pat Militich and Jeffrey Wilson. And then th through them, I found Truth or Theory podcast, and they had Monica Perez on as a guest. And that's how I found the propaganda report. And then I met all of you through their Discord. And it's been like two years now, I think. We all been hanging out and. I haven't spent New Year's mm -hmm. with half of you this past New Year's, so that was a good time. Uh, how did we end up with this sad state of affairs? Eh? Um, so how did we end up awash with all this fakery in the world? Does anyone want to pitch in with their ideas? I mean, we seem to be in a real mess with fake, fake stuff everywhere. I think we skipped tunes. No, it's okay. I'll hop in on that. On that. Oh, it's, it's good. It's okay. It's okay. It's popped okay. up at the end there. My, my, it's okay. it's okay. my screen isn't big enough. No worries. This is Coons from uh, the free state of New Hampshire. And uh, I have a similar waking up story as you, Terry. I, uh, I was always somewhat skeptical of the climate, climate change story. Um, and even, even throughout my life, like I'm, I'm 30 years old. Um, I've gone through uh, the hole in the climate, uh, the hole in the ozone layer over Australia, which uh, has allegedly mandated over. I haven't heard about that in 20 years. Um, the ice caps are melting. Uh, we're all going to burn alive in uh, eight years from now, according to AOC. And uh, I haven't seen any difference. You know, it gets hot in July. Still gets hot, hot in July. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that kind of opened my eyes to uh, maybe the experts aren't really experts. You know, maybe they're kind of full of shit like I, you know my eyes are telling me that uh not really getting warmer it's uh it's so hot in the summer it's so cold in the winter you know it's kind of tough to, to to call it global warming when you get uh nine feet of snow i don't know what was that four or five years ago bruce 
<clears throat> uh, it was a dusting. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was like 2015, 16. We, Boston had about nine feet of snow. Uh, there was snow in, in South Bay till till June. Um, so that was kind of you know if it if it if it's changing, maybe it's getting colder. Um, but the other another topic that if you if you dive deep on is uh, nutrition, like we were talking about on in the Discord. Um, I don't believe anything that uh, like mainstream tells us about nutrition. Um, don't eat the meat, eat the bugs. Don't eat the bugs, eat the veggies. And I'm like, I, I can feel when I eat a steak and, and potato dinner. You know, I can I, I can feel strong. You know, um, more or less turn the food pyramid upside down. But I don't know if anybody else wants to hop in on that. Um, I'd like to touch on Lincoln too at some point. Abraham Lincoln is a uh, this, the myth about him is complete bullshit. But that's a very interesting thing. I've read a lot about Abraham myself, and um, it, it's funny, isn't it, that the sort of normie view of presidents is is that they like the ones that that do a lot of stuff, whereas I think probably the best ones are the ones that that don't do very much and sort of stay in the background. What was uh, what was Ron Paul's? He had a list of favorite presidents. I think Garfield was maybe his top president. He 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 didn't do hardly anything and didn't pass any. You know, kept kept yes. everything way down and. He also had a fifty-four inch waist and uh, had to have a custom tub put in the White House. So there you go. <laughs> He's a legend in my book. <laughs> I think Coolidge actually comes out quite well for doing nothing as well, doesn't he? I don't think he's very, he's very well known for doing anything much. You know, well, I, let me, I feel let me kind of... in real quick. Go ahead. What do, you, what do you want to start with? Let's start with, let's just start with the food. Let's just start on that topic. So like sure. with the food and the processing of food, you know that the whole GMO and the whole like the inbreeding to make the chickens bigger and the cattle bigger and they do all this science stuff. Is that technically modified? Is that fake? Or are we talking about the RBST that they're jabbing in these cows to spit out more milk or, you know what I mean? There's so much modification that we've done to our food throughout time you know what i'm saying like we have nectarine grapes or we have cosmic apples or all this crazy stuff is that bad or you know what i mean like can i get someone's take on how do you feel about do we give it roids to make it bigger or do we just take the big the best of the best and force it to be bigger i mean what is there a wrong between the two of those i, I, I don't know yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't know, but genetically modified foods is when they split certain DNAs and or genes and bring it together to make it um, uh, more resistant to like certain bugs and stuff like that. But if you look at the difference between us and like a monkey, it's like two completely different mammals. You know what I mean? So I don't know that I want my food to go through that same process <laughs> for its genes or DNA to be modified. So I, mean, I try to stay away from that as much as I possibly can. The only reason I push back on that is like carrots used to be like this big and now they're like this big because oh, yeah, we took it's crazy. the bigger... You know what I mean? All yeah. we did was take the, you know, we take the two big cows or, you know, the two superior of whatever and put it together to make a better, you know, lineage. But I'm like, if we have to use a little bit of hormone juice, you know what I'm saying, to make it a little bigger, is it that bad? I mean, to make this cow from 900 pounds to 1200 pounds, you give it a little HGH. And it could serve, you know what I'm saying, X amount of people more. Is it really that bad? Or, or do we need to cut the beef of beef off? You know what I'm saying? Versus shutting down the the farm, the agricultural, you know, because I I know I'm trying to tie two topics into one, but I'm hearing around that they're trying to shut down farmers and all that stuff. And I don't know what they're trying to do. 
do we need to increase the production? And in order to increase the production, do we have to juice them up a little bit and to get to get what we need? Or do we have to, you know what I mean, just ax it how they're saying and then turn to bugs or whatnot? Well, I think what, what you're saying, what, the, the juicing them up and the ones they're trying to shut down are two completely different things. The ones that they're juicing up are the ones where you get your shit in the grocery store. They're trying to shut down like real farms, like real shit. Like they ain't you. They ain't juicing anybody up. They've just got regular cows that are walking around eating grass, and they're saying they're farting too much, and they need to cut their heads off. And the ones that are juicing, getting juiced up, are in like factory farms, and you know what I'm saying. It's like, uh, like I don't think that's good, regardless of you know, the, the situation that they're, those animals are in when they're stepping on each other and laying around and shit and all that stuff and taking all, and, and they don't know what the drugs do. It's kind of like the, the vaccine. Like who knows if those drugs are bad or not, they'll tell you they're good, but we don't know. I think Bruce is hitting, it, hitting on it pretty well that, uh, um, I'm not sure the exact split, but, I, you know, I, I believe something like where like 95% uh, sorry, it's like 5% agriculture, 95% not agriculture in, in America. And, uh, you know, you go back 200 years and it's, it's 80, 20 agriculture to not agriculture. And I, I think with modern technology, we can, we can find a balance in between. But the issue uh, in my head, you know, I'm, I'm a idiot construction worker. I don't, what do I know? I'm not a farmer. I'm not, you know, a scientist who, who you know. I'm not, you literally uh, have a mini farm at your house, but okay. I, li I, I live in Cal Hampshire, uh, but <laughs> I, I, I think the issue is uh, uh, everything in, in current society is uh, econ economy at scale. So everything is bigger, faster, cheaper, better if you do it uh, 10,000 head of cattle, plus you give them this steroid, plus you give them this antibiotic, plus you give them this, rather than uh, maybe we pay an extra dollar per pound for our ground beef, but it is uh, born on the grass. It eats it eats that for two years, and it's Green. slaughtered in a humane way. And it's stored down the street in the freezer. And you go down the down the street and you buy it from the farmer themselves. I think the issue is uh, the whole economy is of scale. Now, now, <clears throat> I mean, I guess the the Amazon. My 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 metaphor would be, be to Amazon because like mom and pop shops are, are crowded out by Amazon. You know, it's the same, same type deal as mom and pop farms are crowded out by uh, Tyson chicken. Um, so nobody's doing it naturally. Nobody's doing it. Uh, nobody's working with the land. The, the animals aren't living a, a natural life. So if you're, if you're eating a sick animal, it's not going to be good product. Um, if you're eating a happy, healthy animal that has the best life and, you know, they're, they're happy, they're happy, they're happy, they're happy when the lights go out. Um, it's going to be a better product. It's going to be more healthy. It's going to be, if you don't need the antibiotics, if it's got the proper amount of space, it's not stepping in its own shit. It's not drinking out of a shit trough. Um, I think the issue is, uh, uh, I guess, factory farming in general, but uh, ec economy at scale. It's, it's the, this is my, my modern critique of capitalism. I sound like a fucking commie now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we get better adrenochrome if they're scared first before we kill them? <laughs> Imagine if we all had like local farms that were right here in our local area where we were able to just purchase our meats directly from a local butcher that bought that meat from that farmer. That would be amazing. I've, after one podcast I listened to, I was trying to find a local butcher here in Georgia or a farmer that sold to people here in Georgia, and I haven't been able to find it. Like, I have no idea who to reach out to. Oh, wow. And so this way, when meat gets scarce and stuff like that, or if it does, you know, at least we have someone that we've already been paying and when shit hits the fan, if it ever does, that we at least have that consistency with someone that we're able to get some food from. Um, the other thing is if as they are shutting down these farms, they what they're realizing is, is that 
with less production, they're able to charge more and have less workers that they're paying, right? Because they go ahead and blame it on COVID. But the fact is, is that is it's all about control and greed. I, mean, I can't really speak for Terry, but I would say that most of us do have local farms and butchers that we can get food from. I uh, recently figured out the difference between grass-fed and grass-fed with grass-finished because a lot of meat will say grass-fed, but then they finish it on corn and things like that. So I Googled in my local area, grass-fed and grass-finished, and there was like two dozen farms within 30 miles of my house that had grass-fed and grass-finished uh, cattle that I could get meat from. And some of them have wait lists, but others are like ready, you can get any time. Yeah, up, up here where I'm at, which is not far from Jackie, we have, uh, I mean, you could just drive around and you find farms and things and I'll have a sign up that says, you know, you can come and buy stuff directly from us, you know. That'll be like kind of a larger scale thing that what Toons is doing, but it's, you know, a local kind of family run thing. And it's since it's they're selling within the state, you know, they're not under the jurisdiction of the FDA, the federal level. So they don't have to have all those homogenized, super processed, you know, regulations on them. But um, I got to disagree with with Perm there. I, I will take a corn fed, corn fed Iowa steak any day. <laughs> I don't need that grass fed stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, 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 there's a big problem with uh, with beef when it's uh, grain fed. Actually, that's that's I'm not sure corn. about corn, but I, I'm with Big Perm. Actually, I like grass fed, grass finished. We had an excellent farm in the UK that was very close to our house, where the cows were just out, you know, in the fields, and his pigs were out run, running bad. around the, the woods eating acorns. Uh, but we don't have a lot of grass here in the Canary Islands, so uh, it's a bit of a problem. Not a so lot of grass. So you guys have to import a lot of food there, Terry. I was, well, uh, the, our island itself is, is actually very productive. Um, traditionally, they, they, they have a lot of goats because uh, the land's quite hilly. So you can just throw the goats out and, you know, um, let them eat what they want. And obviously, you know, as we know, animals know better than humans what they, what they need to eat. Uh, but of course, the bureaucrats of the EU have interfered in this process by saying that you have to, we want a record of what you're feeding your goats. So you're not allowed to just put them outside and let them, you have to bring the, it's ridiculous, the farmers are going out into the countryside and collecting all this stuff for the goats and bringing it back to the goats. It's uh, so that's the EU for you. I was gonna say, does anyone care for goat meat in this room? Does anyone like goat gyro? Anything? I, I, wait, yeah, you just said goats a lot of times. It's, it's, I was thinking about food. And hunger. It's, it's, uh, You're from uh, the it's Caribbean, a bit of an acquired taste. Me, yeah, I'm in the the furthest way part from the Caribbean. I'm like, that's a, that's a I'm staple in Washington down there. State. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, but we moved Just to Washington. Yeah, maker, I think. Uh. I'm, I'm like, I'm on the coast, dude. He's I'm from Seattle, out. like me. Okay. Yeah. His Where mom's from Puerto Rico. Uh, I got you. Yeah, no, she's there right now. I just dropped her off at the airport. Oh. But uh, I, uh, I eat a lot of lamb. I've never actually had goat, oh, but I'm a fan of lamb. Yeah, if you can find a farm stand with lamb, I mean that's that's my jam. Lamb burgers all day. Mm. I'll take I'll take lamb over beef. I've never had a burger. I just, I get uh, lamb in my Indian food instead of chicken a lot of the time. Doesn't Indian food do goat? Uh, yeah, I thought it was goat. Uh, we can actually buy New Zealand lamb um, here in the in of the freezer shops which is quite good because they tend to just eat grass all the time so they again mostly grass fed grass finished um. so so to tie and it all back any to the, of the elk we buy here comes from new zealand too because we're not allowed to sell game meat here wild same same here in georgia 
Yeah, it's a U.S. law. You can't sell hunted game. Oh. I don't like uh, that law. <laughs> they do it. They do it to try to to stop poaching. That's. I mean, that's the the justification is uh, the reason why bison almost went extinct is because of the trophy. Well, not trophy. Uh, hunters would kill the bison for their hide. Market market hunting. Mar- market hunting. Thank you, Parker. Thank you. That was good. To tie it so, back to your right. original question real quick, um, you were asking if, if we uh, need to jab, and and <clears throat> there's all these sources that live of meat that live naturally, uh, like Terry said, uh, the goats on the countryside, or, or if we go to the family farm that's on 10 acres and they, they rotate four or five cows. That's how the animal is supposed to live. It's not in a warehouse stepping over uh you know it's it's sister and it's brother and a big pile of shit um i think i think the solution to this issue is uh you know more small-scale farming and more um farm stands and less uh factory farm and less grocery store meat um because if you pack a warehouse full of ten thousand chickens who knows if there's a hundred chickens dead in the corner and and that's why they have to give them the antibiotics, and that's why they have to give them the hormones and X, Y, and Z. Uh, if they're out on the pasture and they're not, they have plenty of room to to, to roam. Um, they're going to live a natural life, and they're going to be a healthy animal. And if you're eating a healthy animal, you're going to eat healthy meat. Uh, that's my synopsis of of the original question. Yeah, and I wanted to chime in um, and just say that it, I think it is, like so many of these things, a multi-pronged issue. So I think that we have, um, and and Terry may be able to give us more um, insight into the situation as it happened in the UK. But in the United States, we know for sure in World War II that they went after family farms. We had very similar situations to sort of what we have now in that they were paying people not to produce. They were really going after the family farm and it became more rare at that time. So up until that point, people often would have a garden, they would have some animals, and Mm -hmm. then you're putting yourself in a really good situation to be able to barter, trade, get what you need at the local level, like we said, which I do think is better. If, If you can do local, then I do believe that's better. Then I believe you have the, um, because of the loss of the family farms, then you have the move, in my opinion, for a reason to the industrial farming, because there are people who are known to be in power in positions of influence, Henry Kissinger, making direct quotes about if you control the food, you control the people. So what better way to make sure that most people get their food from the same place? So then when you decide to pull the plug on that, then you have them by the balls. So I think that's a factor. Then you have the unhealthy living conditions and God only knows what they're being fed, which is another factor. And then you have the other, the very same group of people, which I consider the predator class to be, um, who have gotten rich off of our backs, who are once again working on, you know, reducing our access to healthy food. Um, and even, even a factory farm animal in my opinion, is going to be healthier than an impossible burger. But we know that that is what they want. They want us eating whatever they want to give us, whether it's genetically modified, whether it has steroids, whether it's the crickets, whether it's the fucking mealworms or whatever. They are coming for our food. But, uh, you know, just my take is that it's just super multifaceted and multi-pronged, as it were. Yep, I agree. Crazy. I want to say something on the back of that, but um, uh, to circle back, as we say, to the, <laughs> uh, the sort of the fake food and the fake science, it's it's really not true that these small farms, traditional farms, uh, aren't productive. Uh, and you know, we have uh, where I live, as, as I was explaining, you know, it's very mountainous sort of country. You can't just plow it up and, and grow a load of wheat. All you can do really is throw out goats or cows or sheep or whatever and you know and they make the best the better use of the land than we can 
And uh, so, I, you know, that I think there's more fake science here saying, you know, we can't sustain this carnivore lifestyle and that we have to all be vegans and, and grow, you know, loads of wheat and stuff in, in intensive farms where you have to use a lot of chemicals and pesticides. And at the end of the day, you have to process the food. So that gives them another aspect of control over us because, you know, if you can go to your local farmer and please you know there's not really a lot they can do about it but they, if they're getting us all to eat processed crickets and and fake meat you know you're not so, going to be able to go down your local farm and get that sort of to to make sense of what you're saying it's what people don't understand is a lot of this land that they're trying to say that we can use for agriculture is not available for agriculture like it's only exactly. good for grazing so it's like we're they're they're missing that huge point like we could put corn or rice or whatever they say but it just won't grow there and that's yeah. a huge step that they're missing that i feel like somehow needs to be i feel like i'm going to use this word wrong but perpetuated to them and the way that they can understand, like, they're trying to cut down these herds and they're trying to take away these animals. But realistically, you can't grow on that land. It's, it's not, it doesn't have the nutrients or whatnot. I would say uh, uh, this is intentional. Uh, they don't, they probably know this. I mean, the they, who, you know, we'll, we'll tap in on who is the they at some point, but they know this. Uh, they, they, they want us either... Uh, dependent on them or or starved and dead um it's not that like you know it's it's obvious to, to everybody that opens their eyes um but uh there's a in my opinion an obvious uh attempt at uh calling the human population and i will say real quick while we're talking about farmers uh go dutch farmers uh if anybody hasn't looked up uh seeing what the dutch farmers are doing uh, they're uh they're making a making a ruckus. They they they're they're good troublemakers like us. Yes. Go Dutch. Yeah. Also, uh, in the UK uh, right now, they're really offering up to like a hundred thousand pounds to for farmers to step away from the industry. Why though? Why why limit the food supply? But you know, Bill Gates and all of them bought up a ton of land. Mm. And I mean, that just sounds crazy to me. They're like, the whole reason why they created modified food and stuff like that and all this fake processed food and everything was part of the reasons because there was such a food shortage. So, but there's a food shortage, but then you want to have people walk away from these farms, which is crazy. You know, growing up in South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, um, Growing up as a kid, we would have three to four different citrus trees in our backyard or one in our front yard, right? Oranges, grapefruits, avocado, um, tangerine trees. But now it's hard to find any house in South Florida with a citrus tree in their backyard. And wow. um, a while ago, like years ago, they came through and said allegedly there was like this disease for citrus trees, and they went through and removed them out of everybody's yards. That sounds familiar. Swine flu, bird yeah. flu. So I'm just like, that's ridiculous. So that's one of the things I want to get um, growing at my mom's house is I want to get some orange trees and some grapefruit trees planted back there. Yeah. Good I, think, I think we've just gotten out of the the uh, the habit of growing our own food, and maybe that's because of things like what Jackie's describing. They just went through and cut all the trees down because there was a blight for some reason, and maybe that was accurate. Maybe it was just some kind of you know government control bullshit. But uh, once the trees are all cut down, then you're not growing the trees and doing stuff. So you lose the, you get out of the habit. And I think that's, could be part of it over the years, over the couple of generations, we just don't do it anymore. And that's why maybe uh, governments or big uh, corporate farms have gained more market share. And that could be part of it too. I agree with you. I feel like it's almost like we've come, okay, so our parents grew their food and had gardens and stuff. 
And if, I mean, I'm, I'm 37. So whatever I am, X, Y, blah, 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 blah. My generation has gotten to the point that it's like, it's a convenience. Like I go to the store and there's food. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'll, what kind of steak do I want to cook tonight? What kind of, oh, do I want chicken breast or chicken legs? You know, you can, you go to the store every day and you pick out your dinner. And it's gotten to the point now that I feel like our whole food system has become a convenience. So like, if there's any kind of like, oh, grocery stores closed for three days, everyone runs and grabs toilet paper. You know what I mean? Like people don't understand <laughs> the true value of actually being able to have your own garden like that that value of having your own beef and having your own vegetables growing has been lost through this whole convenience like we're in the age of amazon i'm like i need shampoo and it shows up on my doorstep to two days later you know what i'm saying like i don't even have to go to the store anymore so why do i have to have a garden you know and that mentality i feel like has been the homegrown aspect is being driven out to make us dependent on the the machine, the freaking media, the not the media, but the whole the whole system of the grocery store, and we're so dependent on that versus being like, oh, everything's gone, we'll be able to survive. You know, the number one thing that would yeah. destroy us is turn the water off. <laughs> Just turn the water off. People would go crazy. Like, what? Oh, there's no plumbing. Yeah. Imagine turn if they the turn the internet off. off. People would lose their minds. It would destroy us. If you just turned it off, it's not even that big of a deal. It's a big, yeah. hard to do. Hey. But I'm saying, like, we're so dependent on the luxuries and the, we have AC in all of our houses. Our cars have AC. You know what I'm saying? We're just living such a good, oh, what do you want? Prime rib? I'm just roll down five minutes away and pick up a, prime rib you know it doesn't matter it's just whatever you want so i feel like we've we've grown away from the times where it was like we don't grow this squash we're not gonna eat <laughs> yeah kind of. um terry what was the uh, there was like something else around science and stuff like that that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up here in about 15 20 minutes uh, well, I don't know if anyone wants to pitch in on the fake science stuff because there's there's quite a lot of fake science going on with COVID. As you all know, I could talk about COVID until the cows come home. Uh, so maybe we don't. Well, what do you think that. about the maybe whole the but, um, the other monkey uh, monkey stuff? <laughs> Let's monkeying around. <laughs> monkey you know, stuff. that's starting to come more and more, right? What are your monkey thoughts on business. that? I suspect most of the cases are vaccine reactions actually uh, i haven't looked into it terribly closely but uh it wouldn't surprise me in the least because um with more conventional vaccines you do get often get some reactions like that of you know and they say it's um you know latent viruses coming back shingles for example the the, the whole problem with it's a bit like COVID really, the whole, the monkeypox thing, it's, it's a very broad list of symptoms. You know, you've got sort of spots on your body and you've got a fever and, you know, it could be, there could be any number of things. And they just happen to sort of say, oh, this is monkeypox. Using a fake test, presumably, like the PCR test. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't give it much credence. And, you know, the fact is that um, even on the cases they claim for monkeypox, you know, 95 odd percent are amongst homosexual men who've had quite a number of partners. So, you know, it's, it's something they don't like to talk about because it's not politically correct, but that's the fact of the matter, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a disease, if it is a disease, it's affecting a very small particular segment of society. So it's not really going to be a problem for us. Also, some of the people that have been vaccinated for monkeypox are also getting monkeypox. Thank you. Want to know what's going on? Well, you might need another shot. There was a story I shared. A booster. It's non-muscular. Story I shared. The people worried about a variant of polio that was derived from the polio vaccine, and then to that problem was that we're going to use another polio vaccine to vaccinate people against it. So it was a strain of polio that's come from the polio vaccine, and they're going to use another vaccine to you know 
you couldn't make this stuff up really it's and, yeah you're running around so, in circles yeah, I, I don't think science gets more fake than that <laughs> i think worldwide uh, the statistic i've always read is uh you know over the past however many decades the number of polio cases worldwide most of it the the higher number is are, are cases from the polio that comes from the vaccine not Thank natural you. Polio. Dude, there's also a, uh, the idea that polio never went away in the first place and because it's poliomyelitis and there's still another myelitis with similar symptoms and everything like that that you could say they just changed the name and therefore the disease went away if you change the name of let's say herpes nobody's ever going to have herpes again because you changed the name or if you change the name of vaccination yeah. or anti-vaxxer yeah. or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, you just keep changing yeah. shit. It can go your way no matter what. Many Thank you. You can't lose. You can't yeah. lose. We're living in 1984. I mean, up is down. Freedom is slavery. It is. We've always had monkeypox. Have we? Is that why they have a vaccine for it? <laughs> I mean, that's an accurate statement. Monkeypox has been around for a long time. I mean, it's it's not like it was just suddenly appeared. <laughs> I don't want to go off topic too much, but where did chickenpox go? What happened to chickenpox? They created a vaccine herpes. for it. Yeah. Is it really herpes? Turned to monkey yeah. pox? We couldn't even have an intermediate step. Is it, it really chicken to monkey? Like we can't have like sheep pox. I mean, so if you get the chicken pox, <laughs> and that means you're going to test positive for herpes. Her chicken pox, I, chicken pox, I mean, and shingles are both like a a version of herpes. Part of the herpes zoster family, right? Is uh, that right, Terry? Herpes zoster. I got I got and shingles, and they gave really me is, herpes herpes medication for it. Shingles is an example of what Big Perm was talking about because it's it's effectively identical to chicken pox, but they 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 tell you you've got shingles if you've been vaccinated against chicken pox. I heard shingles was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't get it very bad. My brother had it. He's he had a big rash around his abdomen. He said it was really painful. Made my yeah. nipples very sensitive. <laughs> I'm sure you appreciated that when your wife was sucking on them. <laughs> oh. oh, I was going. Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Who <laughs> brought this chick? My wife. I know. Once in a while. And I, and I haven't even been drinking today either. Um, Oh, I got the chicken pox. I got the chicken pox twice as a kid, and they were both mild cases. So twice. Um, got, how does that I work? Got, as a kid, because they were mild. Got chicken pox. My all of my mom and the friends would be like, "We're all going to Johnny's house." Yeah, it was there. Yeah, chicken pox, and it'd be like a chicken pox party. Does I was at that party. So we would. <laughs> Hey, Will, we might have got it together, to be honest. Dude, I remember we that. We were definitely <laughs> kicking it back then. That was the way you used to handle it. That's how you would get, you know, the, you'd get it over when you're a child because it's not as bad as if you got it as an adult. And that's common knowledge. And that's how we'd, we'd handle those things. You don't have to have a chicken pox vaccine, which is what is, a, is the part of the standard childhood vaccine schedule now Thank so you. and yeah. uh I, I don't i don't know why we i mean i don't know why we need it uh, is there any reason to vaccinate against something that's not gonna harm you other than just being uncomfortable for a week or so no i, I don't I would know, say maybe. i would say that there's at this point from what i've seen there's no reason to vaccinate i'm getting it at all <laughs> period down no, maybe there, there's a good amount of information out there that it is a scam starting from smallpox to polio all the way down the line. Um, there's a lot of evidence out there uh, about that. And then I just saw another blip that's worth pursuing that was saying basically in, I believe it was Vietnam, that autism was not even a thing until Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation 
set up camp there and started their vaccine trials on children. And they are absolute predators because they do go for poor children um, in places that nobody would care. Africa, Asia, India. Let me tell you, I had to take my boy to get his shots on Wednesday and it fucking broke my heart the entire time. And did you dictate which shots they were going to give him and not? Did you dictate which shots they were going to give him and not? I don't get that choice. The wife's a normie, so I pick and choose my fights. They didn't get the COVID vaxes, and that was a win for me. Okay. Maybe maybe we can hop in on next episode uh, on that topic, plus uh, the the culture of uh, I'm afraid of the air, which is uh, pretty pretty old to me. Um, I'm pretty sick of people saying I sneezed and I can't work for two weeks. but it's along the same lines of, uh, uh, you know, what? fake science. I'm scared of the air. Well, you notice yeah. how the flu went away once we got the vid. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they don't talk about anybody those, talking those... about how they get the flu anymore. It's always the vid now. I just read yeah, that it's coming I... back with a vengeance, and it's very bad oh, no. news for the children. <laughs> It's pissed off because it's been ignored for the last couple of years. Yeah. What do you expect? Sure. I say we protest. The fucking flu matters. <laughs> flu <Yeah>. matters. <laughs> um, I was going to ask Terry, as far as the the fake science, and maybe we do need to just do another episode on that to to really mm-hmm. delve in. But I wanted to ask you, what were some of the the big points? that you thought were the most egregious or the most interesting about the fake science. Um, you know, and I know you had said the climate change for sure, the, the hoax that that is, but there's also been a ton, obviously, when they used the fake science, their fake um, projections or whatever it is that Neil Ferguson did that really got the ball rolling. Yeah, uh, I, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm kind of a curious person, so I, I do look into a lot of things quite deeply. And I, I have to say that pretty much every area of science that I've looked into in any depth has turned out to be full of fakery and, and fraud. Um, and, uh, you know, we were talking about the food earlier on about, and uh, that goes right back to the 50s in the, in the US when um, a guy called Ansel Keys uh, did this fake study on um, uh, different countries to try and he wanted to prove that fat was bad for you and I think he was probably got at by sort of big agriculture uh, uh, and he, he did something that was completely unscientific he had uh, I think about a hundred odd countries to choose from and he just picked seven or eight that had the results that he wanted to see and uh, the whole thing about saturated fat being bad that's gone on for decades since then comes from this one bit of fake science. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, fraud is, is just rampant in science these days. It's worse than ever. There was a paper that came out recently, a scientific paper, uh, which was arguing that, um, you know, most of scientific research published is wrong. Not necessarily even fraudulent, but just, you know, they've made statistical errors or they've come from the wrong assumptions. Uh, So very little you can see in science now can be relied upon. Um, And it's a terrible state of affairs. And and obviously there's a lot of corruption. When you look at things like COVID, pretty much all the science you hear about on mainstream media is is fake uh, and is, you know, been paid for by big pharma. And their shills at the CDC and the FDA and the UK and EU equivalents. So uh, I'm not quite sure how we ended up in such a situation. <laughs> but uh, Sorry, people, um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we should maybe I should uh, maybe I should throw it out to everyone to see if they've got any ideas of how do we how do we solve this problem. Uh, I I mean I think the solution is to let people make the decision for themselves, whether they want to support, you know, the the scientific study that CNN is reporting or their own research or whatever. I think people rush out and they want to make a law about it. They say, you know, COVID is is rampant and crazy. We should lock everything down. Like, well, 
if you want to lock yourself down, I think that's fine, but I don't think everybody needs to do that. And I think when the dust settles, then we'll kind of know, have a better idea of uh, what's real and what's not. Um, but the, 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 I mean, the big problem in my mind is trying to regulate this shit based on, you know, if you look at uh, eggs, you know, every year they say they're bad for you, but then they're not bad for you. And you, you know, uh, the size of drinks in your, in your, at your uh, fast food restaurants are regulated. <laughs> we just need to dump all that stuff and let people make up their own damn mind. And the people that eat too much sugar and eat too much fat is, you know, it's, it's probably not as bad for you as they say it is, but if you want to go blow it out, go ahead and you'll, you'll end up with a bunch of heart disease or whatever it is. And, uh, but the next guy may not, who knows, but it's, it's, it's ridiculous to try to, you know, make a, a set of rules about it that you're going to enforce with a, with a police officer. It's, yeah, that's I terrible. Agree. Who wants to go uh, next? I, really, I think a lot of it right, comes down to, uh, I, I think a lot of it comes down to unwanted government intervention. And as soon as governments create uh, regulatory bodies like the FDA or, you know, the food equivalent or whatever, it's clearly going to get captured by, you know, the big industries that, that work with them because, you know, there's a, we know there's a revolving door between these agencies and the, the companies. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's the people who are regulating the, the drugs. It's not in their interest to say this drug is bad because they want a nice cushy job at Pfizer at the end of the day. So uh, I think he was right. It'd be a lot better without any sort of government, like a lot of things, it would be a lot better without government intervention. If I can close on one thing, uh, and <clears throat> on brand, I got to take a shot at libertarianism. Uh, I think the, the, everybody, listening, everybody listening now uh, is going to be way better off than uh, the people that are still wearing masks, the people that are still testing for COVID, the people that are still scared of the air. Um, I, I, <clears throat> I, I don't know the end solution. But there are a lot of people out there that are uh, head up their ass or, or, or have no head at all. Um, I like the word captured. Yeah, captured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I really enjoy uh, the, the term that Terry made of troublemakers. And, and we are the troublemakers. But I, I still think we're the minority. And, and, and it's fucking wild that people are still scared of the hair. People are still eating low-fat fucking high-sugar rice cakes or whatever instead of eating <laughs> a fucking steak. Like, I, I, I understand that, you know, you don't want to force your ideals on, on people, but, like, to a point, I don't know if people have agency. I don't know if... The, the NPC meme is real. The, the NPC meme is probably the majority. It's way too real. I, everybody listening yeah. and everybody on the panel is not NPC, but our message is never going to get to them. They don't. They're not. They're not worried about it. Fauci says six shot and pack COVID. Fauci says know. eat the bugs. So I, eat the bugs. I, I, I don't want to force my 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 ideas and my morals on other people but at the same point like if you're dealing with you, you have to train a dog <laughs> i hate to say it but i mean these people don't have a mind well the problem with those people not to offend anyone those people <laughs> they, they don't think for themselves but they are very quick to want to force their shit on everybody else that's the thing what do you like, mean by those people <laughs> what do yeah. you mean you people <laughs> you they, they got so excited that they got to scream at everybody and tell them they had to cover their face and and make all these stupid rules that didn't do anything right just like i i can't stand it we want to be left alone if you would have just left me alone I don't care if you wrap your face in duct tape and jump off the roof. I don't care. Go ahead. But they, they, they did not leave us alone. That is my problem. 
Yep. You, they killed small businesses yep. intentionally and helped big businesses. My governor yeah. in Massachusetts told me what time I had to be in my house at night. That's why I moved. Turned my wife into a conspiracy theorist. That guy. Ch shout out to Charlie Baker. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. Congratulations. They just turned everybody into a bunch of, they, they, nobody can think for themselves and they, they're trying to tell us what to do. I'm like, I'm fine. Leave me can alone. Can he turn my wife into a conspiracy theorist, please? She, wow. thinks, she thinks New Hampshire doesn't exist. I know. <laughs> She's totally blue pill. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> She's just making fun of us. I can tell. Yeah. She's being yeah, funny. Yeah. To leave you so, on a black to leave you on a black hole real quick. Being left alone makes you Randy Weaver. Being left alone makes you David Craig. Yeah. I didn't mean alone. I, I meant like yeah. you don't no, have I understand. to don't don't want but they just wanted to be left alone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. David yeah, Koresh David had Koresh. plenty of females. Yeah, he wasn't alone. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Anyway, well, hey, the whole gist that I've got from this, first time I've loved this conversation. I appreciate all you guys just rambling and kicking all our opinions. But what we really need to do as a society is ditch these sports, politics, like I'm red, I'm blue, yeah. I'm this, yeah. I'm that. Like, hey, let's just focus on what the government should be doing for us, the people. And hey, fuck Biden, fuck Trump, fuck everybody, man. It doesn't even matter. They should be right. working for us. You so said like, it perfectly with the team sports shit. It's, it's a team that's the way they treat it. I it's like when you're, politics. It's like when you're when your team Yeah. And when, when your team doesn't win because or when your team wins because of bad calls from the ref, you're like, I don't care. At least the fucking Patriots won. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you're just taking a bunch of bad calls and saying it's okay because it's my exactly. team. Exactly. Take the win. But they don't understand that all these bad calls, people get pissed and it flips and now the rules are against you. And, right. then, it's and then people are like, oh, I'm Republican. Oh, I'm Democrat. Oh, now I'm Republican. And they just fucking just like a fair weather fan switching political. Like, how about we just stop all this nonsense? It's insanity. Let's just look at the government and tell them to stop screwing us and like, hey, man, give us our freedoms. The Constitution says it. And that's the whole thing. Like, they got us so divided on this race on this exactly. whatever on this homelessness whatever Every. you want to pick they just split the line and keep the division and that's what i think this kind of conversations and what we what i'm pretty sure all of us bring to our friends what we're trying to do is we need to reconnect and recommunicate and rebalance this goddamn system and right. that's my we shouldn't, feel. We shouldn't be <laughs> fighting with each other over donald trump and this guy that shits his pants. <laughs> make lots of babies and uh, make lots of babies and raise them right. The yes. next generation will win. Hey, uh, before before we just hope, uh, I think we're we coming up to our hour, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kate. No, it's okay. Uh, before we jump out of here, last episode. We said we'd follow up with the Georgia Guidestones, and I did a little bit of research to try to figure out what happened uh, there um, today. And uh, I don't really have a whole so lot of information other than uh, the uh, the stones themselves are now in the hands of the uh, Elberton Granite Association, who owns the, oh, wow. the Granite Museum up there. So that's where they're probably going to end up yeah. is in the in the museum. <laughs> Did and they I, find out why they collapsed? Was it from the jet fuel? <laughs> yeah, the jet fuel <laughs> melted the support girders on the guidestones directly. <laughs> it, it wasn't. They weren't vaccinated against detonations. That was a problem. That's that's the case. So uh, why don't we definitely tap into that into the next episode? We can start off with that. I think we this should be a running thing. We should talk about the Georgia guy stones every episode and say we basically <laughs> don't know what happened to them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, there was I no like time that. capsule, but there's no video that I could find of them digging it in that spot. So there was no time capsule. There was there was no time capsule as uh, reported uh, by the uh, police uh, that observed uh, the digging. 
I filed that under shit that, that I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys want to just share any one last thing, make it quick. And, uh, um, and if you have an, you know, another podcast, whatever you want to share one last thing. I did want to quickly share that the union of the unknowns now does have a Twitter account and our Twitter handle is at union unknowns. Again, that is at Union Unknowns. You can find us there. Um, I'm currently running it, but I'm not opposed to us switching that up. I actually am really a loser on Twitter. I um, I don't garner very many followers. I don't have catchy commentary. Um, so that that is certainly open for discussion, but we do have that. We also have an email address, which is union of the unknowns at gmail.com and then we also have created a phone number and we're potentially going to have maybe a call-in option or a, a voicemail question option at some point in the future so i just wanted to put our contact information out there where we can be reached and feel free to do so if you are listening um we would love to have the interaction from you um, to sort of grow and figure this thing out a little bit more. And that's all for me. Great. Awesome. So, I mean, I guess I'll go second. I'm looking forward to the time when we get, ahead, the time we get banned, but we know we've arrived. Yes. <laughs> uh, Michael, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that uh, I'm Jay Will. Carbonated concepts. If you care to search it, it's just like carbonated drink, C A R B O N, whatever. But just the podcast, we just get have drinks, have fun, talk nonsense. I mean, if I can get a re invite, I really enjoyed this. If you can oh, no. tag on a future episode, <laughs> come on. That was good. <laughs> I just want to say thank you to everyone. You know, check it out. It's a fun podcast. You guys are great. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, Brewski Bruce? Yes, I would. Uh, <clears throat> it was good to see everybody again. Terry, it was good to finally see you face-to-face. -face. I know we chatted a lot on the Discord. I look forward to doing it again. And um, Jay Will, it was good to meet you, man. Yes, sir. Blur's kind of nasty. Tunes? I just hope... Real I quick, can everybody hang out after we stop recording for five seconds? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I just hope uh, Bruce uh, puts out a solo podcast, uh, The Chicken Chronicles, with uh, Roger. Uh, <laughs> he lays out there in the mulch with him in the backyard, dude. They're like best friends now. <laughs> uh, strap up, get some chickens, uh, protect your family, boys. And get Very vaccinated, you filthy animal. Four or five, yeah, maybe six. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks, Tunes. Yes. Good to see everybody. Keel and, and Terry. See you. See you later. I got nothing else to say. Okay. My last Terry, you want to close out? Team. I got nothing. No, uh, uh, hope. Uh, we'll, we'll hope. And uh, uh, I do think we're going to come through this in the end. And I hope all this uh, fakery that we've been talking about comes out and uh, the people pay for it in the end in some way or another because it's, it's just not good enough. And I'm not having it. No. <laughs> yeah. Let me say something positive and we're going to end on that. <laughs> like, listen, as long as we stay focused and keep our eyes forward, as long as we stay focused, we'll figure this shit out. Just help the people that can't see, bro. They can't yeah. see. Don't attack them. Don't tell them they're stupid. Don't be like, oh, you know, bring them in. Be loving. They yes. don't understand. They were blind. They're still blind. Just be nice and just let them know, like you know that. Hell yeah! You know what I'm saying? Love them. Mm -hmm. Let's not let's not push <laughs> these vaxxers away. They need a hug. Yeah, just tell them, dude. I hate. Look at this. Look at that. You know, maybe this isn't right. Okay, because you got to let them know it's okay to be wrong. It's okay. My mind changes every day about something. I used to not recycle. I recycle. Look at that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is good. You're a this, saint. 
I was dumb at one point, and then I that changed. Yeah, recycling, recycling is a scam. You know? It's just they just don't see. So instead of attacking them, they love them. The bottom line, be kind. Be kind. Yes. Thank you. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining today. This has been another episode of Union of the Unknowns. And stay tuned for episode four. That will be coming out a week or so after uh, this episode. And you never know what we'll be talking about. So you got to chime in to find out. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find a new episode every month on all your favorite podcasting networks.